last time on Almost Heroes. The party wakes at the World's Edge Tavern. Glenn, waking first, makes his way to their table from the prior night and partakes in a little hair of the dog, settling down to read his book as Chandrell apparates before him and explains to her, explains to him her concerns about Zephyr possibly aiding the Empire in the battles to come and also revealing that the Baron may have a Zephyrian past and an extremely old one at that, dating even back to her own time. Rangrim is brought to consciousness by the fox form of Poe jumping on the back of his head and leads Rangrim towards Cosmo's room and in an attempt to wake Cosmo, he creates a booming voice that shouts, wake me ya! Eventually rousing Cosmo and the two dwarfs saunter down to the tavern and take seats with Glynn to discuss the plans for the morning. Rangrim heads over to Hell's Bells to meet with Excon to ask for his help with a small project he has in mind. Meeting with Excon, Rangrim sees he's currently overworked and overwhelmed, and Rangrim offers to take over some work for him so he can get some well-deserved rest before assisting him with his own request. Cosmo and Glynn head over to meet with Dags, the Arcanist, to see if he can assist with the sending of some messages for the party. Glynn uses his mask and many faces to recreate the images of the people we want to send messages to to assist Dags. And with his assistance, we were able to inform, inform Callahan that Bryn is dead, and then we found the card of Ao. Callahan informs us that the Empire is indeed amassing their armies as we suspected. Cedric revealed he didn't actually believe we tried to kill the Emperor, and lets us know that he's safe, and Leon and the other were-tigers are also well. After leaving Dagshot, Cosmo and Glynn head to the Hell's Bells to meet with Rangrim, and see him in the midst of helping Excon create weapons for the Reservist's army. They also see the adornments Rangrim had created for the cart, and Glynn begins assisting and attaching them. After assisting Excon for a short while longer, the party heads over to see Chargit, and in an with the intent of purchasing, with just the intent of purchasing some health potions. Chargit tells the party of the disparity and desperation he's seeing among the people on both sides of this conflict. And then leaving the otherworldly market, we see statues being prepared for an unveiling in the courtyard. Rangrim peeps below one of the statues that appears to be glowing and beneath its cover, Rangrim sees the unmistakable form of Aya. Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 122, War Manglers. So, when we last left our Almost Heroes, three of you were on your way to visit Lady Zoran, leader of the, the Rebel Revivifist faction, in her war room. So, you all make your way over there after uh, passing by the uh, the fountain and statues in the center, and kind of you know getting the first glimpse of the finished uh, the finished fountain with Ao's uh, statue, you know, kind of uh, at the peak of it. And uh, so you make your way over to the uh, you know Lady Saran's longhouse, and I, I think Bakarin is like before you even like knock on the front door. I think Bakarin is like there opening it and just. Like, he's just looking, he looks so groggy. Like, he he is not fully recovered from the night, uh, like, you know, kind of your guys' night out at the uh, at the World's Edge Tavern. Um, he's like, his eyes are just like puffy. He's like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just like barely open. And he's just looking at you, like blinking, just standing, uh, <laughs> just like absolutely looking at you. Like, 
with, with these like barely open eyes and just kind of like grunts and just waves you in. Um, and as you kind of like move into the room, uh, you know, that's, it's, 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 you know, there's hearths burning around it. You can see the kind of like mismatched statues uh, depicting all of these different old gods that are all around the room um, and are led into the inner uh, room that you know to be Lady Zoran's war room. Um, and, you know, lo and behold, you see Lady Zoran standing around her war table. Um, it is a miniature but incredibly accurate representation of Sakal. The, the entire continent of Sakal, with even like water around it. Um, and, you know, you basically, the one thing that's really, you know, peculiar to you, and you, though you've seen it a couple times without them there, but like, it's just ladies around. It's, it's their, her war council is not there. Um, and you see, she, she is looking like just very focused on this table and is staring down at it. And you can see that there's been like some, Figures moved around and you see her like move one back. Um, but as you all come into the room, uh, Lady Zoran greets you. Ah, uh, well, it's fantastic to see you again. I, um, I apologize. I'm a little bit, uh, um, I'm just in this, in this moment, I, I, I'm a little bit preoccupied with trying to figure out exactly as you know, this is, we don't really have more than one shot at this. And I, I would like for you all to come join me around the table. And she kind of waves you, uh, waves you over. Um, and I think as you all like, kind of like make your, take your places around the table. Um, she, uh, you know, she, she continues. I don't know how much of experience that you all have playing at war, but I've heard the insight of my war council and it is their, their insight is represented thus. But I know that you all have varied backgrounds and I would be, I would be very curious to hear your input on the strategy and I would also be curious to know whether or not you were able to rally any additional allies to your cause. Um, and so she kind of uh, steps back and uh, like kind of opens her arms wide, uh, revealing the uh, the miniature version of Sakal in front of you. Um, and with that, uh, Bobby, if you wouldn't mind uh, pulling up our little wargaming map that we made. So mm -hmm. this is this is where the mostly fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons comes into play because this is not Dungeons and Dragons 5e. Um, it's not any game really, uh, but it's it's more like risk than it is anything else. But um, what you see in front of you is a representation of Sakal um, and a representation of what our heroes are currently looking at down the table. Uh, in red, you can see the troops that are. Uh, representing the gold break, the empire's uh, troops uh, is kind of scattered around the map. Um, at least the ones that Lady Zoran is aware of uh, through her network of spies and informants. Um, the uh, the figures in blue in the uh, the northeast um, are all of the Revivist army. And though there are less of them, due to the aid of the dark steel and uh, you know weapons and armor 
they are uh, more durable than the uh, than the army uh, than the the infantry units uh, that the empire has at their disposal. Um, so yeah, so to go to run through this really quickly, um, there are a couple different units on this map. Uh, there are uh, essentially you know soldiers. Uh, those are represented in sets of one hundred. So one token for uh, will represent one hundred one hundred soldiers. Um, there is cavalry, which represents fifty uh, cavalry units. There are uh, war mages, which represent twenty five, and then there are war machines, which represent ten. And those war machines, those are kind of Pick your poison. If you want those to be ballistas, if you want those to be catapults, like, you know, those can kind of be, you know, those are a little bit ambiguous. Um, additionally, there's a token to represent the three of you, um, as well as these little green handshake uh, tokens, which represent uh, allies that you are able to kind of like position uh, wherever you would like them to be. Um, and those are kind of, again, ambiguous, um, and they will kind of change based on the, uh, you know, the people that you want to bring uh, to your call to call to your aid and where you want to place them. Uh, you also do not feel like you have to uh, actually state, you know, if you want to keep it a little bit, you know, vague, what that ally is, feel free to, uh, because we can, uh, you know, we can always kind of uh, RP that uh, later in the, um, you know, when it actually comes time for them to come to aid. Um, but yeah, as you can see, uh, the Empire has amassed a, uh, a large army, uh, both at Goldbreak itself, uh, as well as uh, defending uh, between, uh, you know, where Winterhaven is essentially, the uh, the kind of last bastion of defense for the Empire against uh, the Revivifists. Um, and then you also see that kind of scattered around, there are other smaller factions um, of, uh, of units that the Empire has, you know, just strategically placed, uh, likely to, just keep control in in the different areas, but they've definitely stepped up their military presence um, in you know the intervening months. Um, but yeah, so looking down at this, um, I would love to just like kind of open this up uh, to see uh, you know what the characters what their their first thoughts on this are, um, as well as um, if there is any insight that they would like to lend Lady Zoran um, on first uh, you know kind of viewing it. Holy crap, ladies and gentlemen, this is a really cool and interactive map. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Uh, so the way I understand it and the way I'm looking at it, we're obviously outnumbered. And I'm curious, do you have any intentions on, you know, what, what your current army will be stationed? Will they be stationed along the, the border? Or are you intending that you... Kind of just bring the army with us when we when we when we call for you. That is that is a question. I my my thoughts were to find a place to bring them through if possible. My concern is that if we aren't able to find a way to make it past the Winterhaven barricade, we will have heavy casualties making it deeper into the empire. I will of course be leading the bulk of the forces uh, personally uh, with Bakarin as well. And you see a, a very, a, a Bakarin who's kind of like half asleep in, in a chair over in the corner, just kind of like grunt um, at, you know, half, you just, <laughs> just kind of grunts a little bit and you see a little bit of smoke uh, snort out of his nostril. 
Uh, are there any troops that you currently have in your in your ploy that you wouldn't mind doing without being directly next to you? Uh, you have two compatriots that we've worked with in the past that seem like they might be able to help us in some unique ways, and that'd be Nybarg and Red Fury, I believe was the dwarf's name. Uh, would you be willing to part with yes. them? We might be able to deploy them elsewhere. I would also understand one to keep them by your side since they are savage warriors. I'm sure Nybark's told you all about it. Uh, you see, uh, you see a kind of a, a quick smirk uh, come from Lady Zoran as you, uh, you you mentioned the ferocity of Nybark and uh, and Red Fury, um, and she she kind of looks at you and goes, "I think that I can find a way to do without them if you have use of their of their abilities." Uh, yeah, we would love to at least be able to maybe send them out or bring them with us. I'm sure Nybarg's music can calm quite an army it's on its own. Um, I guess uh, just thinking out loud here, fellas, but see a lot of empire activity surrounding Tintown. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh. I know there's one Durgar in that town that I trust with my fucking life and a couple other folks that, to say the least, so I think we might be able to put my daughter on a bit of a subterfuge. Is that is that the word? Yeah, that was that was really good. Blaine, okay. What do you... you say at one time? I didn't I didn't know if it was the right thing. I don't know. So, I mean, she was, she's always been keen to be unseen that's how we had to be in the underdark but i mean as you know even when she was controlled by well something else she was hard to track and hard to follow so i think she might be our best bet to run a little bit of uh some bad circumstance for the empire broken cartwheels well i mean missing you... supply <laughs> stashes all under the guise of the people in Tintown still helping the Empire, but I think you uh, I don't for, want to endanger you forget one there, detail but... there, uh, Rangrim. We know the constable. I mean, we that's we do. That's a good point. That's a very good, actually. That's a that's a fine point there, Cosmo. Uh, I mean, if there are Empire troops in the Tintown. Um, I think, uh, I think we know just the person to call on to either just direct them away or, uh, try and ease our mind as to what they just might enact in our absence there. I, well, I know, I know much of it is out of her hands, but. Well, hear me in on this one. Maybe the fine constable can. Simply help turning a blind eye to some misdeeds and helping to sell that these things are all just consequence of travel. Well, you know, things break down, things go missing. I think uh, the idea of trying to contain that military to Tin Town is kind of what you guys are ultimately getting at. We don't, we don't really want them stirring up trouble. That would be an unnecessary. Uh, I don't want to. I don't. 
I don't yes. want to contain them there. I just want to make sure if they're sending things forth through that town, um, maybe a couple make of wheels on some carts break, and maybe some shipments go missing. Agreed. How we about got this? all we, uh... ears around that area. Maybe people are hijacking things on the road well beyond Tindale. Maybe we ask the constable to, uh, assuming she's willing, I think Cosmo, you'd probably have to be the one who reaches out on this one. But assuming she's willing, maybe she'd be willing to, uh, any official communications that say deploy the troops, she shuts down. And any uh, brave individuals who decide to leave Tin Town may fall beholden to some subterfuge, as you put it, Rangroom. Maybe we can contain it at two fronts, right? We don't let the military tell the military what to do because Constable might be able to intercept a message or two. And we let Regalia and her shenanigans i'm sure some of the refugees might be willing to help us since we've kind of given them a nice home maybe they set a a break in the supply line between tin town and the war front possibly i think um i think tin town's well well managed we have some communications to be made there but um not much attention's there i mean i We'd mentioned about wanting to bring Pops out of there. Is that still a hope? Do we intend to leave him there? Do we need a way to get him? Assuming Lady Zaran's information is correct, that's way more troops than I would want any type of mobilization to, you know, make nervous. I, I, I would rather leave them there, our friends, Madge, as well, and... Assuming something does happen that's in town, I want those three, including your mother, Cosmo, there to uh, tilt the scales back in the town's favor versus... I I agree. We give them a like an like exit strategy. Yeah. If that, everything maybe goes I... tits up, then they can leave. But until then, seen... they, just pre- they just pretend, uh, yeah, Empire is great. You guys are good. That's that's fucking cool, but I mean, and then they kind of fucked this shit up while pretending to be their friends, right? That's that's what Glenn would do, right? I mean, I'm just riffing with you at this point. If if we wanted to, we could probably put Regalia in contact with some of our friends that were building the cart in the forest on the way to uh, Whitport. Load those up with a little bit of TNT or dynamite, and you're about to shut down a road. I think if we let Regalia run interference from Tin Town to the warfront, uh, what is that? What is this town? Sorry, it's 19, right? Winterhaven. There we go. Uh, if we run interference between Tin Town and Winterhaven, we'll at least know that nothing from Tin Town is making its way to Winterhaven. And I'm sure Regalia is clever enough to never actually get caught running those, those in betweens. Oh, trust me, she's cleverer than you, mate. Yeah, she's killed me at least one time. Still got to get her back for it, but... Uh, Cosmo, any thoughts on, on that idea? Sounds good to me. All right, well, again, just brainstorming. We still have Captain Combs, if we are worried about any water base, but it's going to be pretty hard to get him out of retirement, I think. Seem pretty set in stone. 
Yeah. We have the Were Tigers at Whitport. We're still going to use Whitport as our entry point. Go across the Quiet Lands and use Whitport to access the lock. Is that what you're thinking still? I think that's the play. Have the Were Tigers meet us at Cedric's and maybe we clean up Whitport a little bit before anybody finds out or we're just in and out before anybody notices. Yeah, we'll have to maybe assess that when we get there if it's a, a quick and deadly or quiet and without a trace. So um, I think the other thing that could prove to be some support would be to uh, call on any aid that uh, Baldor and the fighters may provide from Rockdale. I don't know. I, lo- I love whatever that's going to look like. Where where would you want to put them? I'm you not. Think sh- you can get that Hydra out. You think there was like baby Hydras? I think we, they could ride. Like I just picture Baldor riding a three headed Hydra into battle. That sounds <laughs> magnificent. Um, feel free to drop those ally tokens anywhere you'd like as well. Yeah, I'm call this one's Regalia, and she's mm-hmm. going to be station between the battle and Tin Town. Perfect. With the intention of like killing the supply line, right? Yeah, that's going to be the gist of the message I sent to her. And where does Cosmo want to put Baldor in the fighters? I mean, or or we just call on them and they meet us at the beach of uh, where Goldbreak tries to get out onto the lock if we uh, need him to buy us some time. That's, yeah, that's... Because they'll have to have a... They'll have to have a way out onto the water if they're to provide any aid out that way. Yeah, depending on how many troops he could rally up. Just move across across that river and uh, over to the beachfront. I think that they just stand watch and I, I don't know. That's that's about all I can come up with on the spot. No, I think it's a great idea. I think it makes a lot of sense. We have a elf at our disposal as well. The Ebon Depths Liberation Front. Maybe we could encourage yes. them to make way over there. They're probably somewhere among the Ebon Ridge right now, so might be a little bit of a, a trek for them, but... Um, depending on where they come down, they might just be able to drop right down into Winterhaven and aid our any amount of assault uh, through it. Or uh, is the Baron intending to portal much of uh, this army out of here? Yes, uh, the, the plan is still to, as long as everything... <laughs> Uh, goes to plan anyway with the Baron and his magical abilities. The plan is still to have a portal placed somewhere to be able to bring as many forces as possible deeper into enemy lines without having to have them break at Winterhaven up against the, the forces at Winterhaven. So it would probably be best to plan as though that is going to go to plan and so if you have an idea for where that portal should be placed, be my guest. Well, I mean, if I had a real choice, I'd 
Sure, probably would. I mean, a lot of me wants to just put it on the island, wherever that is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, can't really but, fight that logic. Minus, we don't know if it's above or below water, right? Right. That's otherwise um, just dropping hundreds of people into the that are fully <laughs> clad in armor into just I a can't lake. Swim. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we can just uh, ask the Baron for one of his uh, homing tokens. I'll just keep that in my pocket and have him install some kind of button when I push it. That's the portal. Yeah. That way it'll just always be wherever the Heart of Ao might end up. I think that that's one, that's a good call. Um, Otherwise, I mean, you put it right at the point where we believe that um, the Empire will try to engage to stop us. Well, what do you think about this? What if we drop the portal on Tintown? Why do I want to do that? Not not to start, but if we have to drop the point of any high value we could have them wipe out Tin Town, and then the actual war front on Winterhaven is pinched by two forms of the Revivist army. That's true. That's not terrible. That's just a lot of uh, soldiers left go. in Goldbreak. Yeah, we just got to get back to Tin Town. We don't have to go straight to Goldbreak. I mean, the whole point of this plan is we're going to have the Heart of Ao, and they're going to be coming for us. If we beat them to it, if we haven't beaten them to it and they're already in there, that means whoever they sent after it is a champion that uh, the three of us are going to have to contend with anyways. And I'm not sure militaries would be able to do much against it. That's I'm true. thinking a, a wave of arbiters or some god awful nonsense. I think um, I like that. I like that. We can at least. We can at least protect Tin Town. We protect, we protect Tin Town. We put Winterhaven on its toes, and we put the Empire between a rock and a hard place, and then we take Winterhaven for good. Well, the Revivifists do. They reclaim it, and they expand their uh, line and uh, march forward. They'll meet in the middle. But, Reminder, uh, ladies, Iran and Bakrin. Yes. Tin Town is on that list of don't fuck with it. Please. Of course, yes. It's and you you see her kind of like pick up the list and like kind of shake it and it goes. I have it right here. All right, so that's where we're thinking portal. One of us needs to probably communicate with Pops at some point. Let him know a semblance of this plan. Cosmo, are you gonna talk to Captain Carlson? Well, I have, you have that. I don't that, know. If- uh, who, Reputation. How, uh, do I have to go back to Dags for that? I don't want to go back to Dags for you that. You can. So how about this? Ringroom's, uh, Ringroom's not working on anything right now. Feel free if you <laughs> if you want to skip over RP um, for that. You can just say I communicate this to this character, and we can just let it be that. That's totally fine. Unless you want to have uh, dialogue with them. Oh, I. I mean, I'm not trying to. If it works, it works. You know. A dialogue means there's a chance for it to go wrong. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking you still have to roll for it. I'm guessing. 
I yeah, I mean, there'll be there'll be something uh, essentially with, with with persuasion there, but at the same time, um, you know, you'll still have to say like, "You're a charming this is, boy." This is yeah. what I'm communicating. This is this is how yes. I'm communicating it. All right. So we should. So we're we should still talk to thinking. Portal to Tin Town to make our way to the Von Herslock. No, I think we go to the Von Herslock. Oh, sorry, that's a that's a good point. I think we go to Von Herslock, the three of us alone first. Stop in Whitport, collect the Were Tigers. Like uh, Cosmo said, if it's bloody or if it's just go, we we settle Whitport, and then we have the lock in front of us. While we're and we trying bring to forces get to Tin Town, I, I don't think we trip the, the army. I don't think we portal until we know what is happening with the heart of AO. I mean, even if to Cosmo's point, if the heart of AO rises this temple all, all of a sudden, then fuck yeah, portal portal on us and let's battle from an island. But if it is something that stays submerged and we have to go underneath they're not going to be sending too many troops into an underground dungeon if they don't necessarily know what they're working against. Right. The Empire really hasn't had, any, hasn't had anybody quite quite like us that we've run into that we haven't been able to dispatch. So I'd rather trust the three of us in a small room against anybody on this godforsaken country. And uh, we pop the portal on us if the island rises or we pop the portal in Tintown if... Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, we're being chased by the entire culprit <laughs> military. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll have to get pretty creative if we're going to try and be quick and deadly at Whitport. Based on this this map, that means there's almost 200 troops there. We don't have to get quick and deadly and clear at Whitport. We just got to give ourselves a place to land, maybe meet up with the Were Tigers. And go. I mean, we're not. To, I was just gonna say. Uh, I mean, think about these places as like. I mean, they're 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 relative. Like even the even the towns are like you know they're they're decent sized. And like most likely, these troops are not just like stationed in the city. They're, like, just they're probably all in like, the city. <laughs> there's probably aren't like encampments that have like like popped up around them. Like they've they've, right. they've they've like they're not going to be in the cities themselves. Other than it's like, not two hundred archers and two hundred soldiers just like yeah. pacing in like yeah. in a straight proper. line. Just yeah, no, it's it's not like sneaking into the 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 Zelda like the Hyrule Castle. Like it'll it's going to be a little bit a little bit different. So like I mean they're most likely outside. There's just an army encampment in that area generally, yeah. oh, and that there'll size. probably be an increased presence of like soldiers in the town. But they're not all just like in the city. Right. Got it. So I think we hit Whitport, collect Were Tigers, have the Were Tigers help us get out of Whitport, store the donkeys there, and then it's get the heart of AO, get back to Whitport, get the fuck out. Get uh, get the fuck out of here. GTFOH. If the line, sorry, if the island does raise bring the army to us if the island stays submerged and it's you know get to Whitport and get the fuck out then we uh, pop it in Tin Town um, Tin Town's a lot closer than just just for a clarifying so what you're saying is you're <laughs> you're looking to 
portal an unknown number of hundreds of soldiers to an island in the uh -huh. middle of the lake where they may not Correct. have a way of getting off and potentially we're going up against not one Indeed. but two dragons yes yeah well mm -hmm. that sounds about right that sounds like a kill box to me if i'm not mistaken yes it's definitely not ideal if the island comes up that uh definitely changes things thank you ladies are on for the uh uh point yes. of clarity on that one might might not be the best idea so maybe we portal so that the, the, the island comes up maybe we portal them in a wet port right well that's i think the in point there is is that we don't want to put the troops where they're gonna be the primary uh splash targets of two dragons <laughs> so maybe we do just plan for tin town we put the empire in between a rock and a hard place of losing Winterhaven or protecting the heart of Ale. We force them to go. They have to pick something. Pick two things. More the the more chaos that we can cause in multiple different areas, forcing so them to divide and try and conquer, and we just know where we need to be. So we we pull the heart out. Oh, we just use it as bait. Right. We get we it back to Winterhaven. We start a war and um, just start chaos. Spread it around. So maybe we do what drop if... the armory into Tin Town and push up to Winterhaven. Or we yeah, just what if... drop it on the other side of Winterhaven and they just start a war. Uh, yeah, that's way, actually a good point, too. Either way, uh, by us suddenly being behind them. We are going to have a much easier time breaching Winterhaven's defenses from the rear than we would from the north. Because they are, they have dug in deep there and are gonna have their war machines facing directly out towards the Frostfire Plains. Sure, so you- Be really you unfortunate make it, if someone drop behind them. You make it seem like you're, you're mounting an advancement. They ready themselves, you portal in, you get them, caught off guard and we take over Winterhaven, put the Empire on high alert. They'll send troops up that way while we're sneaking into Whitport and we go out and try and steal the heart of Ao. I love it. I have some flavor I'd like to add to it. If we're gonna... Cosmo, you have the final call on where we drop that portal because I think either of those works perfectly, but in the idea of creating confusion and chaos, we could probably rely on Carlson to send false reports of uprisings in different towns under sure. the guise of being being a relay. So we could ask her to just send every hour or so, every two hours, to say, hey, new uprising in blah, 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 new uprising here, just to thin out and confuse. I think that that's, that's a really good call. I think that... Uh, we try and cause some confusion there and see if we can kind of, what's the, pull a fast one on him. And what if we, so I love your idea for using Baldor and the fighters. I absolutely want to go stand side by side with our, our friend and put all those stories to the test. But instead of him, I feel like we're kind of sending him as fodder down there to uh, goal break. What if 
What if we also had him meet us in Whitport? It wouldn't be unheard of for sure. a, a fighter and his, his their sponsors to be traveling town doing a, a press sure. tour. What if what if we got Baldor and whoever he's pursing now, his stable, the Were Tigers, and even Elf? See if we can uh, get the Ebon uh, Depths Liberation Front into Whitport. They're all just travelers and so not really anything too unassuming and see what havoc they can cause there. Maybe the wear tigers are cleaning up at night and sure. soldiers and elf are causing chaos. I'm pretty sure one of the fighters for the elf is like a legitimate bulldozer. I think his yeah. name was Dozer. Well, his name was Dozer. Maybe they can just go fuck up a bridge somewhere. Like, is there a bridge south of Tintown that they might be using to get over? Maybe they can just flood a, a marshland by digging a hole. I'm, I'm. Do we know of any bridges or main? How, how do people normally get across that river? That's a good to the question. East I like of that Monterey's question. Lock? Uh, to the to the east, um, yeah. So you would have known. You would have passed that bridge before. Um, there is a there is a bridge um, that is just to it, it. It's just to the east um, of where I the troops are currently stationed. They are actually guarding that. Um, like they're stationed near that that crossing. I like I really, that idea. Really wish those soldiers uh, spoke to their wives positively before they left because they're about to have a real <laughs> bad time. So I think we send Elf. Yes. Put the elf on the and bridge. Put the elf on the bridge. See if uh, they don't want to blow some shit up. We right. send Baldor Ooh. to Whitport. Yep. Baldor to Whitport. We have the Were Tigers at Whitport already. Yep. Rangrim, anywhere you want to send anybody or any shenanigans you want to help ensue at a disruptive layer? You are uh, a disruptive aside thinker. From, aside from the the sending, no, we 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 got this uh, mathed out right now. It feels it feels good. I feel, ladies are in. How do you feel about uh, about it? I mean, these are your troops as well. So she, you see her looking down at it, and she's been like staring at it like intently while you all have been kind of working through this, um, not really saying too much, but. Um, Roll me uh, three of you. Roll me insight checks. Biddly, biddly, beep. Insight. Oh, shit. In oh, shit. Insight. Hell yeah. 18 plus a bunch. Gotcha, bitch. Oh, yeah. Also 18 Actually, plus not that much. Insight. 23. 19. Okay. Uh, so, ladies are in. Is, 28. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, I have a plus so... 10 to insight. Lady Zoran, uh, like looking up this, this is, I, this is quite incredible. I, I feel like you have been able to really pinpoint some, some key weaknesses that the, the empire has and have been able to, I, I can see something like this working. Uh, of course, I had been thinking of something similar, but I, I really, I'm, I'm glad that you all came around to it. This, you guys can immediately tell she's full of shit. Like it's not, it is not even like uh, she did was not thinking, like 
that like there was no thought process anywhere near this and also one thing that's like very very like obvious to you now is you're seeing her in this you have not seen lady zaran in a situation where she seems uncomfortable or unprepared she seems very unprepared for this like her like doing this like war strategy like she doesn't seem like confident in it but she's feigning confidence like she's she has been feigning confidence for a while and as you look as you're thinking this through you're like you're associating this more and like her confidence that she's had through pretty much every interaction you've had with her like you're starting to second guess whether or not that was actually real confidence or whether or not that was actually just kind of like her bloviating to like because that is how she's gained this following from these people is being someone who can exude confidence to people but in this moment now where like she is this is literally like she could be sending every single follower she has to their deaths like you are seeing that that facade is cracking and she does not like that there is no like confidence there anymore she's still pretending but it's very very thin now at this point and it's very easy to see through Mm. With three high insight checks, can I ask a question of, does it seem like she is concerned that she, uh, sorry, let me, how do I phrase Is she concerned about the loss of human life in the people, or is she concerned about the reputation hit she'll hit if she lo loses this war? Um, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, she, I think, I think that you, you definitely can tell from this, this figure that they have an incredibly, like their, their ego has gotten very large. Like anyone else who becomes kind of like essentially a, you know, any Che Guevara, anyone like that, like they have a level of like, you know, there, there, there's a reason that they're able to mass these, this many people. And it's because the cause and, you know, everything else. But like when it comes to like, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's that she's afraid that everyone's going to die, but she's also like, you know, there's a little bit of it that's like her ego at the same time. Um, and she's been able to do all this and like, but but now it's it's not playing anymore. It's not amassing right. troops. This is real. And I think that that's, I finally settling on her for the first time. And like, you can see like, now you're paying more attention. Like you can see like there, like she seems you know, sweatier than normal. Like there's just like very clear tells. Like as soon as you you kind of start looking at it closer, you're like, oh, this person looks unwell. Like they don't seem like they are doing that well in this moment, um, but they are pretending as best they can to have this shit under control, but clearly do not. Who's in the room with us? Uh, just Bakaren and he he's, I think snoring softly from the chair. Are there any other of like, she has no other like, war generals or any other people in the so, room it's just her bakran and the three of us so with your inside check um i will give you this it is peculiar that her that that her kind of generals are not in the room and it might be because she was afraid for them to see her in this exact situation hmm. uh Glenn's going to pull a, a handkerchief from his pocket and kind of mage hand float it to her and dab her on the forehead and be like, you're, you look a little nervous, ladies are on. Is your, your first time going to war? Uh, I, you know, I just, um, a bit under the weather. Um, and, uh, she, 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 uh, kind of like 
takes the takes the handkerchief and kind of like puts it down like like puts it like slot kind of puts it down on the table um and is like just clearly trying not to make eye contact uh roll a uh roll persuasion check for that um for asking her that question <laughs> i poke her in the eye uh i rolled a one <laughs> um <laughs> captain say no I think that uh, I think that your uh, your question kind of falls on on deaf ears as she is like just um, she's just trying her best to not like she's not listening to you she's she's she hear, heard your, your question but she is pretending she didn't she she's pretending that she is looking super intently at the table and is not uh, is just kind of like you know not answering. Hello, fucking Rangroom to lady full of shit. You're gonna send fucking thousands of people to die. Hello, come on. Are we here? Roll the persuasion. Or intimidation, either Lady way. full of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a 23 on the persuasion. Okay. <laughs> I think that your your tact, I think the well the lack of tact uh is I yeah. think what cuts through here. I don't think the ladies are any used to being talked to in a disrespectful manner. Full stop like at, at all in a long time uh this this figure is is 50 years old um though they're the same age as cosmo uh dragonborns age in a very different way than than dwarves do um and so you know she's she's in you know you know kind of a you know she's a full full ass grown adult and uh, is is not used to being uh, spoken to in that manner but i think that in this moment where she is insecure and where she is I think she's just feeling very vulnerable. I think that that cuts through and you see her just look up at you blinking. And um, I, I think that she just like looks uh, looks stunned. You hear uh, Bakran kind of snort in his sleep uh, from across the room, uh, but he doesn't wake up. He goes, I, how dare you speak to me in that manner? And she kind of like stops for a, a second and like, She's just looking at you like she doesn't know what to say. Like she doesn't know how to kind of rebuttal back against that. And then you see the whole facade just crashes down and you see her just kind of like the the kind of like proud face uh, you know, that, that she's been putting on this entire time you've known her just kind of like you see just like it just falls away and you just see how tired she looks and like she's a like she's a beautiful dragonborn but like her like she just you she ages 10 years in 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 a second as she kind of like as she kind of like lets her face fall and she just kind of like goes down on the table with one hand i i don't know what to say i is there something you're not telling us? I don't know much about your battle expertise, but you are indeed correct. This is my first time playing at war. And though we've had some skirmishes and have had some battles, we have never fully won one. The casualties have been high, I'm sure you saw them passing over the Frostfire Plains. And before we came upon the incredible powers of the Dark Steel, and those kind of were able to turn the tides for us a bit, I had little hope 
of being able to overwhelm the Empire by force and lived in fear almost every day that the Empire would move north and just take us, take, <laughs> take uh, Goshir back from us and slaughter every single person who has come to join the Revivus cause. I, I'm 50 years old, but I was born to a Goldbrick highborn family and was abandoned and left to die by my parents because of, and she kind of like, she seems like she can't get the words out, but then kind of just like waves her hand across her like kind of multicolored, like, you know, abnormal skin tones. Like she's she's basically, you know, you've never seen a dragonborn that is essentially five different colors in one. Um, and after kind of taking a beat for a second, I was found and raised by a family in the city slums. Uh, and well, the Zorans, they were sweet and caring people. But when I was still a young girl, I came home to find the entire family slaughtered. And I left Goldbreak behind and began spreading the word about my visions, the ones that I told you about. The visions I've had ever since being a child of this, these memories that have come with more and more clarity over the years of potentially these memories of, you know, the god Tiamat who came before me. And my stories began to basically to amass followers and it took me by surprise, but soon I had a humble, um, humble group of followers who were unhappy with the seven. And as that following grew, of course, it gathered that it garnered the attention of old Emperor Moff's ire. And with our tail between our legs, we traveled north and found Goshir. Found a place that was, well, at least not unwelcoming. And we helped to build it and to fortify it and to strengthen its defenses. And as stories of our cause grew, those unhappy with the Empire and their forcing of the Seven upon them came and our numbers grew. But I never... <laughs> I never planned on this. I never, I never knew that this is this day would come. And now that it has, even well, maybe if, even if I had thought about it, now that it's here, I can't help but be absolutely terrified that every single person that's joined this cause is—they'll all die, and it'll be a hundred percent my fault. So you accidentally started a revolution to overthrow an empire? Same. I guess you could say that, yes. I I can tell you that when I began telling stories to those who would hear in taverns or whatever else about my visions and my 
hunches that that the gods might be able to be brought back or they might not be as as dead as everyone thinks I had no intention that this is what it would grow to no Mr. Stoneheart that right. is true well I mean is 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 this gonna work I mean how trained are your troops now you have me questioning the whole operation Are the troops trained? Can they actually fight, or are they just lucky because they have my dark steel? Our dark I... steel. Sorry, Rangrim. Our, our, our yes, dark yes. steel. Yes, it's ours. Boulderfist Mining Company's dark steel, right? That's the uh, that's the phrasing we're going with. Everything's sure. branding. I can assure you that our troops, though smaller in number than the Empire, are incredibly well trained. Many of the generals and, and sergeants who are leading these armies are defectors from the Imperial military themselves. And many soldiers as well. So they may be better, if not just as well trained as any of the Empire's armies. Well, look at it this way, ladies around. The second they decided to start following you, their, their head was on a chopping block. I mean, regardless if you send them all in in large numbers or if you were just a, a group of 15 the second you convinced them and the empire put a bounty on you you were kind of done at least the way you've done it now amassing this army that you have you've given hope to a hopeless and they at least have a fighting chance but no matter what you do the fight's at your doorstep so it's you make one decision hundreds die you make another decision hundreds die it doesn't matter people are gonna die in the coming days so um shit fucking get right with it yeah maybe actually spend yeah, some time with some the troops beard cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, maybe uh uh spend some time with your troops in these next couple days since we're about to roll out but might put your mind at ease to know what you've given them and might put their mind at ease seeing a non-stressed leader among its ranks. Also, wear armor when you do it. Look look like a real fucking badass. I can help you in that department. He could probably sure. make your armor glitter the way your skin does, which would be fucking sick on the battlefield. That's a good point, Glenn. That's a good idea. We'll always be able to see her just like, find the disco ball. No offense. Do Ringram's like pulling like little slivers of different types of like metals out of like trying to like match it to it. I will say this actually. Like a color palette. <laughs> there, there. I would just say there is. Um, you can. I think that up again, like against one of the walls. I think there is like a little mannequin that is wearing um, this. Like it's just it's dark steel armor, but you can tell that like it is form fit for Lady Zoran. Um, but like, uh, you know, you can see that that's there. So there is a base for you to design off of if you so choose. Um, but Cosmo, you were saying something. Yeah, Lady Zoran, what is your your personal confidence on the battlefield? Can, can you smash heads? I, well, I don't, <laughs> I think that we have, we take a different tact to battle and Though I'm not an accomplished military leader, I am 
rather confident in my spellcasting abilities. Right. And you see her, uh, you see her hands both. One of them lights up with like, um, with like ice, and the other one with fire. And she kind of puts them together and like makes this like ball of like just swirling blue and uh, in orange. And like she, you just see her like expand it into like this basketball-sized uh, amount. And then you just, I, I think you can both feel, like feel like a kind of oscillating heat and cold coming off of this thing. And then she kind of like squishes it back down and absorb, reabsorbs the energy. Um, but she, in that moment, like she seemed like very confident, like her confidence came back. And uh, and then, you know, I think that your guys is, you know, talking her up is, is helping. Well, okay. Well, at least the heads will roll. I can... I can dig that. However, they get to do the... something to smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good. Well, f- fear not. Um, while you may be concerned about it, we're here to help. Uh, that's why ultimately we came here. Um, we're gonna well, make. You didn't put a bounty on us. Bounty on our head. That was kind of a cool move. That really helped us choose which side we're gonna help. Sure, yeah. It, it really did, kind of did. Um, yeah. All the other wars you've gone to, though, you never had us. That's right. That's, that's absolutely right. You only had the sleeping giant Wait, over I'm, there, so let us take care of what we yet. take care of. This guy's died, like, a bunch of times. At least twice. Uh, ditto. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. All right. So, um, I was just staring at this map here. Um... I know we're all over the place with this, but I just happened to notice. Are we good that there isn't anything between us and Goldbreak? In the Von Hurst lock? Yeah, like that there is no troops or support. I oh mean, no, there's there's boats all over the lock. We we know that to be true. Okay. If if this dungeon, if you will, is underneath the water we're in a better spot than if it is actually going to rise out of the water. Good. Yeah. As yeah, soon yeah. as it rises out of the water, we're there's this old book called Normandy and uh, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a little tough, but if it is submerged, then we have even more opportunity for okay going under the radar. All right. Good. I'll be able to get us into the water and breathe in comfortably. Great. I don't know if we necessarily want to take anybody with us into. Yeah, it's probably better temple. to just leave everybody else in on other posts, and um, we'll handle we'll handle the heart of Ao. And uh, I have, yeah, I have one more thought of someone we could reach out to. Okay. Right now, we are doing our best to subdue whatever's been poisoning Sakal. If I remember correctly, there's someone we met a long time ago who was very adamant about purifying Sakal. I imagine if we summon, in whatever capacity, our friend the Air Genasi, Breaking Branch, to maybe go help the elf. I mean, that one kind of scares me a little bit. Yes, I like that one. She might go the non-lethal route, which might also help elf not have to murder a bunch of people and end up on a, a wanted list in themselves but if we were to add branch to that initiative to help take down that bridge it'd probably take well, a little shit, bit of I convincing mean, to say you know this is a 
He's probably uh, on the call, you know, if you know what I mean. Just, just a, a primary uh, step before we rid this poison of Sakal, but if they see Jakar flying over, I think they're going to get involved early too, which could be a fun resource to have out there. So maybe we send, see if we can't convince Branch to go help Elf take down a bridge. Besides, what's a bridge besides an infection of a river or some bullshit that we could try to convince her of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I think I think that feels good, ladies. Ran. I know that um, you feel very nervous, but um, it's gonna be. It's gonna suck, but we're gonna give it our all, and uh, we'll die trying if if we fail. I would prefer to succeed and live, but yeah, well, me too. But can't always. Yeah, live. no shit, me too. I'm like fifty-fifty. I've had a long life. So, one more night here, and we kick it off. In the morning. Bachran, wake up. Yeah. I'll do uh, it. What? I think I think you're uh, uh lady... you're alright and Ringram's gonna slap him in the dragon dick. <laughs> uh, roll, does he, does, roll roll does attack Ringram with take, advantage. Roll does an Ringram take piercing damage. Oh my god. That's a twelve. Do I do I have an attack? Do I have a plus versus uh it's whatever your dex is, right? I think for unarm, unar- un- unarmed attack, yeah. I think it's your... Oh, what's oh, your strength? For an unarmed attack. Oh, yeah, plus, oh, plus eight to hit. If it's a strength, it would be a plus three. No, you're plus eight to hit your unarmed. I'm looking at your character sheet right Oh, now. yeah, I'm proficient. Yes, I'm proficient with unarmed, so it's a plus eight to hit. So that's a 21 to his ball, sir. <laughs> that does hit. Uh, I Balkan, wake up. Uh, oh, it's it's oh. got that, like, you know when you get that snap? Uh, yeah. yeah, you got the whip I, whip effect. I think he just immediately curls over and just like falls out of the chair onto the ground. And like Lady Zoran is looking like very surprised um, at, at first. And then it's kind of like you see her kind of stifling like a, a bit of a like just kind of hand over her mouth as you see uh, Bakran kind of like rolling over on the ground and then kind of putting his hand and getting to like getting to like onto all fours and just like I'm going to kill you, Rangrim. You know when, like, you, you, you give somebody one of those and you just try to leave the room? Like, <laughs> as fast as possible. Like, you, you knew the second it hit, like, oh, yeah. fuck, that was bad. Rangrim's like, like, tiptoeing out the room, like, as fast as possible, the second he made contact. Bakker, you can kill him when we get back, but I think Lady Zeron's about to maybe don her armor and go for a walk among the troops. Try to try to rally the the group before uh before this this war ahead of us tomorrow. I feel like she probably um, needs an escort. Uh, Rangrim, I totally up to you. Did you uh, do you want to take Lady Zoran's armor with you to yeah. do some modifications? Okay, I well, do. I'll just say you could yeah, you took that with you. Mm-hmm. Grab the mannequin, just ran yeah, out. Sack <laughs> up and grab mannequin, put on his <laughs> and just away. like ran by him. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, so just Glenn's trying to get Lady Zeron to be among the people and not be sitting in a room thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that uh, 
she she you I think that you can tell that you've gotten through to her and I um well I their anger was gone I guess um I I want to thank you uh, and please pass this on to Rangram as well but I have been terrified every day and this is the first time in quite some time that I feel like we really have a glimmer of hope with the three of you here and a part of this. And I will do just that. I will spend my days among the people and I will stop <laughs> just kind of driving myself crazy in this in this room. So thank you. Thank you all. And I just, if there's anything else that you need before you take off, just please let us know and we'll make sure that you are fully, fully prepared for your, for your journey. Uh, before you leave, let me kind of give you a gift that's in more than one way helped me out of pretty similar situations, but you are the Revivifist. There, there is no Revivifist without you, and I'm sure Bachman would agree with me that your survival is ultimately what's important. No matter how many people you lose, if you go down, the Revivifists are no more. There's, there's, no, there's no fight left. So my dwarven friends probably wouldn't agree with me, but there's no shame in running if you need to. And Glenn's going to take off the mask of many faces. He's oh, going to hand it to her and say, if you need to, you become anyone else and you leave. You'll always be able to build an army if you have followers that believe in you, but surviving is what keeps the Reviv Fist alive. Wow. Damn. Um, I think that she she just kind of uh, looks at you um, kind of taken aback and with this sincerity and reaches out and takes the mask of many faces that Glenn has had since the very earliest parts like of this, this campaign. Four. Yeah, that was like my first uh, item. I think so. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, takes it uh, takes it from you and uh, just kind of holding it in her hand. Um, you know, just like I said, I think she's kind of shocked, uh, but she she looks like you know, I don't know. If if this was a Telltale game, it would be like a Ladies of Rand will remember this kind of uh, thing at the top of the screen. Uh, so Rangrim's gone. So Rang, it, it says Rangrim disliked this in the corner as well. <laughs> but like in the in the armory, it's just that random. Like, how did that NPC even re- fuck you? Like they were on the yeah, other side of the wall. How do they even know? Yeah, yeah. That was a whispered conversation. How did someone on the up opposite side of Nuketown hear that shit? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so it's just Cosmo and Glenn left in the war room, right? Uh, I think that, yeah, I think that um, Bachran is still kind of rolling around on the floor. Well, no, I, I guess, yeah. So let, let's say that the they, two like, of them left. If you guys, yeah, if you guys want to be uh, alone in the in the, um, in the the war room, go for it. I, yeah, just Glenn would kind of looking at the, the battle map and look over to Cosmo and go, yeah, pretty fucking crazy to think this is where we've ended up, right? Yeah, sure not where I thought that this would all end, eh? I mean, you, uh, when I met you, you were still diving into your, your father's diary and trying to figure out who you were, and here you are calling the shots on probably the biggest war that's happened in the Empire since either of us have been around. 
something like that. God. Well, whatever happens, I mean, I'm sure it'll all work out. I, I don't know, man. I'm out of... I try to be the light-hearted one, but this this is heavy. Yeah, it's scary as shit, right? We're absolutely going to be involved in quite a few people dying. No no two, two ways about that, but this is for what's right, right? I mean, this is... This is for what's right. All right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I, uh, I hope when this is all said and done, uh, we'll eat some of Amy's famous squirrel stew on a beach with Captain Combs and listen to Ego play some crazy ballads. But proud of you, Cosmo, and kind of everything you've done since you've first come onto my radar. It's, it's, it's pretty far from uh, what I expected of you. And I mean that with the sincerest form of appraisal because didn't believe really much of anything of anyone until I met you in, in Rangram. So thank you for uh, giving me a reason to do what's right. Yeah, absolutely. I still tap, tap, kill the emperor though. I just needed you to know that. <laughs> yep, yep, that's, yep. Seems right to me. All right, let's go see if we can overthrow government. Great. Also, I think Rangram needs to uh, make some armor. Maybe I'll, I'll help him before he gets too crazy and she's got, like, nipple spikes or something crazy. I mean, that, does, that does do piercing, extra I mean, piercing damage. Uh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we need, we need confidence, good. not uh, whatever Rangram's got Dude, in thanks. his mind. So. Um, awesome. So... As the uh, the two of you make your way out, uh, you see um, where so Rangram having uh, you know just pranked his friend. Uh, where would Rangram have run to? Are you like hiding behind a wall outside, waiting for your friends? Like where is Rangram at? Uh no, Rangram would have immediately be lined to Hell's Bells. Okay, gotcha. So you're already at Hell's Bells. So like your uh, your two friends uh, can would I, I assume that you guys would just go meet him there. Um. Sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, Glenwood, purely to be like, if he starts to come up with an idea that is not becoming of someone named Lady, like with the title of Lady, purely just to rein that in. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Describe to me. Um. Uh, so, Rangram, you're over at Hell's Bells. Um. Glenn and uh and Cosmo have met you there. Uh. But like, what are you? What are you? What are you making this armor look like? What is? What is this special armor for Lady Zoran? I think that right now it's, it's like uh, it's slim fitting like like plate like plate mail, but it's like um it's like scale mail um in like the way that it like it's it's designed to move more with like a mage than it is like big heavy plates um currently with like some stuff woven in, but it's all dark steel. So what are you making it look like? Does it uh, look it's, draconic? It's, Sorry, it's, it's quick question. grander. Like yeah, it's the the pauldrons breathe out further like the elbows go further she's not fighting with a sword and a shield it's more ornate for somebody who's just doing somatic mm -hmm. components to not impede her like uh there's wings built off of it that seem folded but like taller cool. than like her headpiece the helmet is grander and draws all sorts of crazy shit from her head and then it's 
the entirety of it is to try to put that chromatic dragon look that it's like a different color in any form of like light angle you see at it. That's sick. It's like a pearlescent kind of, like black pearlescent yeah. kind of style. That's awesome. Do you do any kind of um, like imagery of Tiamat in any specific places? Or do you do you? Oh yeah, that? I feel like okay. if it was hers, it probably already had something similar to that. Like maybe probably on, on the, the chest plate. It's probably the chest and like maybe maybe a crest on the hel on the on the helm or something. So that would be embellished a little bit, where maybe it's the different metals veered off in different points where those were more definitive. But cool. instead of just the normal opaque or pearlescent bleed. That's awesome. Um. Cosmo, uh, Glenn, do you guys have anything you wanted to like recommend? I, I sounded like Glenn and I have some ideas, uh, or just at least wanted to. Uh, seems like you've uh, you've you've avoided the 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 nipple uh, the nipple spikes at the very least. Uh, that was truly yes. only goal. Gave me gave gave and Cosmo reason to leave that room slash. Yeah, just sheer fear of what Rangram might. Luckily, Rangram had left the room before he said the nipple spikes, so that idea wasn't in his head yet. There you go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So really all of Rangram's shenanigans is just like these little earworms that Glenn's been dropping in and he's just like going with it. Hey, hey that's a good idea. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. Glenn doesn't even realize that too. He just never, he's just like, this idiot's probably going to go put nipple tassels on. He's like, nipple tassels. Oh, uh -oh. <laughs> nipple tassels. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, Yeah, I don't think I have anything for... The rest of the night. Uh, actually, I did have one question. So, Targot gave us three superior healing potions last episode and two potions right. that did what? Weren't there two potions? Like, at one point, uh, I had was, two potions. I think there was two potions of water breathing. Was that the water breathing? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Glenn would be taking, that's what I thought, but I just want to make sure. Glenn would be taking like the rest of the day. Yeah, because I thought it was a little fucked up that we only got two to try to turn one into two, like try to break yeah. it down at an alchemist level and try to, okay. so we have three of them, uh, just yeah. in case that's an option. Roll me, uh, yeah, so um, I- With my dwarven highest caliber alchemist set available. Okay, perfect. Um, so I, I forget what you roll for doing alchemy in this game. Does anyone- uh, I think it's called alchemy? It depends. No. I think it's an, an alchemy. It's a it's Nature. like an intelligence roll with your okay. proficiency. I think, yes. I think alchemy is an intellect, and then if you are proficient, you add your proficiency modifier. Okay. Then yeah, and because you're breaking down a potion, I um, think I will give you advantage on this uh, on this roll. Up to the oh, actually, DM's Glenn, what's your what's hmm. your highest um, stat? The sleight of hand. <laughs> Oh, so it's, it's actually a sleight of hand roll. <laughs> Nika, no, no. Nika no, no. Noru says, is uh, saying that it's DM discretion. Makes okay. sense. Uh, gotcha. That's fine with me. And intelligence plus intelligence your proficiency will be most fitting. with advantage yeah, because you're, you're essentially getting rid of a potion. So if this fails, you lose the potion. Uh, intelligence, okay. Plus proficiency, you gave you me You just got to dilute it. Like, you just put one up. in, like... Just get water a little bit it. of like gin and like you just water it down with each of them. <laughs> a little make... baking soda. Just make crack. Um, sorry, Cosmo. I'm gonna put your dice down. A little uh, Benadryl. Yeah. Oh. Rolling, rolling to see if we can breathe water. Yeah. 
Oh, sweet God. Thank you for the advantage. Uh, okay. Roll a 15 plus proficiency. So that's a plus five. So 20 plus a t- a 24. Okay. T- to try uh, and duplicate this potion. Yeah. So I assume you're using like a kit that's built into the back of the cart at this point. Like you're, you popped up, like you popped something this, out. No, I'm using the kit from... Uh, sure, we I, oh. we can say that I like I built it in, but I'm using the kit from the Dwarven That's Dust right. Forge, okay. Dawn Forge tunnel. Absolutely, then yeah. So um, you you pull this thing out, and I don't think you've used it yet at all. And so the, you're you're messing around with it, and you're just like, holy crap, this is like the nicest kit. Like things just seem to work. Like when you're trying to do stuff, like it just seems like it is everything. Just kind of like it's almost like it's imbued with like a slight amount of like luck. Like things that you're trying, like they just they take you half the time that they would otherwise when you're kind of going through them. Um, and you are able to like with like relative ease, like a surprising amount of ease, uh, you are able to kind of identify the uh, the characteristics of this this potion and um, like, you know, basically find that you have uh, some of these kind of components on hand um, in this kit and are able to essentially kind of take one of these potions, uh, identify what's in it and essentially create uh, another one. And so you now have three potions. Okay. Is there any gold spend on trying to get the resources for it, or yeah. it was just stuff that was available? Let's, I imagine it's available say, around town. Um, let's just say it's the cost of a. Uh, let's see, potion of water breathing potion. Yeah, it's fair. That's a wonderful question that I don't know what the price is. Oh, five hundred gold. So you lose five hundred gold. Okay. Cool. Happy to split that or whatever. Uh, I'll I'll keep those in pocket. I still have a means of helping us water breathe in a magical sense, but this is more of a, a panic oh no mode. Okay, it, it lasts a lot shorter than than the spell. Okay, um, purely of a <laughs> fuck run. <laughs> Go Fair. back in the water. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that's all Glenn really had in mind. Okay. Um, yeah, what, like, if there's any other preparations um, or anything that, you know, you know, that you wanted to do, um, you know, that you, you still have most of the day ahead of you. Um, so if there's okay. anything that, like... Well, Cosmo I, needs to convince Captain Carlson, right? That was going to be my next kind of question to say, was this, like, obviously we have all of this, all of the planning that we did... Mm-hmm. We have to try and communicate. Like we would yeah. need to reach out to Regalia. Like all of the allies need. You talk like to a... Pops, Regalia, Carlson, Elf, Baldor, Cedric, Were Tigers. So, I I have a way to do this, um, and I think that. Some of these are going to be easier than others uh, to convince them. And I don't know, unless you guys specifically want to have a conversation with each of them, um, we can, uh, you can also like pick and choose and be like, I want to talk to this person and actually like communicate my thoughts to them. Otherwise, you can just literally tell me the message that is sent to them. And then I will basically, I have DCs for these characters that I can roll. And then basically your persuasion roll will go through. Um, so who do you want to like, you know, who do you want to talk to first, basically? And we can we can kind of knock these things out. Um, well, let's let's say who is there anybody that we feel like we want to have the conversation with? Do we feel like 
we I, want to try and have the conversation with Carlson. That's I think that is that is probably the person that's going to take the most convincing. I think I think what we should do is we should quickly communicate with Pops and Regalia the plan. Those those and, are just messages then, that can be sent. Yeah, but also they're in town with Carlson, so if all of a sudden she starts alerting people like, "Hey, start sending people to Winterhaven." Our girl Regalia can shut that shit down ASAP. Assuming Carlson's on our side, but maybe she's Fair. Yeah, yeah, changed yeah, yeah. her mind, which is totally her prerogative whether or not she wants to live or die. But I think we let our friends in Tin Town know first and then see if the, the outlier friend is available. I think Cedric and the Were Tigers. It's a message. That's a quick. Would be a message for the most part. I think we might have to convince the Were Tigers to kill, but I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Elf, we don't know where they are. Breaking Branch, that might be tough. I think if you uh, frame that in the lens of the greater you know, good, cleaning the corruption, yeah, send yeah. them towards the bridge. Right. Also, they she will absolutely love Elf because they are just a bastardization of technology and humanity. So play on our heart chords there. And then Baldor, which. It'll take a lot to get him off his ass, but I would like to see how that goes. So, <laughs> so um, okay. Do we start with Carlson then, or do, and then we'll yeah, do we the same points? I think we start with, with uh, Regalia. Okay. Yeah. Let's get some of the quick ones out, and that way we can yep. do that. And that way we can just not have to have the conversation. We can send the message, roll the dice, and call it. Yeah, uh, feel free to um, whoever wants to kind of take the lead on this. Um, but other like if other people want to throw like add in some things to that person's com- like the message, we'll, we'll just count that as the same thing. But the person who's taking the lead is going to be the one who rolls for it. Okay. Mm. I mean, Regram's uh, got to talk to Regalia. That's that's. So yeah, Regram talking to Regalia. He, um... Oh, Reggie, it's Papa. Oh, my little sister flower. Um, listen. I hate- the empire is uh pushing towards Tin Town now. I need you to do things I know you can do, and I'm putting you in danger, my love. I need you to fuck their shit up <laughs> while still being an ear grinning empire patron. Let them think that you love their shit while you go north and south and make sure none of their supplies or their troops have any fucking idea how to get there. Perhaps some of those refugees could help you, but don't put too many of them in danger. Madge is a good, is a person you can trust, as is Pops and Amy. But beyond that, keep this tight. And that's where the message should end. Okay. Um, just a quick, I think, uh, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll wait on the response for the for the roll. Um, but uh, yeah, roll me a persuasion check. I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to do advantage for any of these just because it's, it, it'll feel unfair if I do per, per advantage for some, not others. So I think you guys... I would be giving you advantage for almost all of them anyway, so let's just let's just do just a low DC. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I rolled an eighteen, 
So persuasion twenty five to persuade my daughter to overthrow an empire <laughs> to, to to be herself. <laughs> yeah, to basically be herself. Dearest um, Reggie, have fun. <laughs> I think that uh, I think the response comes. That's my girl, comes, you know. I think the response comes through pretty quickly and goes, uh, "Papa, there is nothing that would make me happier." And. Uh, and then she kind of like, you know, goes on a little bit to confirm that, you know, all those things that will be, um, you know, will be no problem and that she'll be happy to take on the, uh, you know, use subterfuge to uh, just absolutely fuck up the Empire shit while still pretending to be, uh, you know, a good and a law-abiding citizen. Um, but I think she ends it with, you remember your promise. You have to be safe. You better come Always. back. You see Rangram in the corner. There's like a he sheds a single <laughs> tear. If anyone's looking, mm-hmm. and then he wipes away. He's like, "Fuck you, Glenn. I didn't do that." Yeah, Glenn holds up a a sketching that Glenn was drawing him crying. It's like a perfect photorealistic <laughs> of Rangram crying. It's like we all saw it. We all saw it. Uh, Rangram, if you wouldn't mind uh, sending a message for Pops, I'll. I'll Take care of this one real quick, Cosmo. Just get him get oh, yeah, out of the way. Got but, you. Uh hip hops, it's, it's so we'll just yeah, I was just gonna say we'll just Rangram send right the message. But yep. yep. Uh hey pops, it's uh Glenn via Rangram. Uh I hope everything is well. Uh I hear there's a lot of troops stationed around you right now, but we just want to let you know that things are gonna get a little turbulent soon. Uh we don't want you, and I cannot stress this enough, we do not want you. Imagine Amy adding to that fire. Uh, probably be a good idea to let Chesk know this as well. Um, the best thing you could do would be to try your best to contain the military to Tintown. Uh, we'll be just a little bit west of you and just a little bit north of you pretty quickly. So um, any troops traveling through Tintown, you could find some clever way to distract them, maybe... The shop breaks down in the middle of the road. Who knows? But we sent a similar request to Regalia, and she'll be doing her work outside of town. And if you wouldn't mind doing similar inside, but again, don't don't draw attention. You're still a happy empire. Uh, just do what I would do, or or don't do what I would do. You you know what I mean. Um, on top of that, we're gonna try to leverage Carlson here in a short minute, and if you wouldn't mind keeping an eye on her. Uh, we're going to have her send mixed messages and try to confuse as much of the Empire as possible. So keep an eye out for anything that looks like she might be doing the opposite of that and actually feeding people north. Um, that'd be a great help. But stay safe, and I hope you worked on that broadcasting tower for the earwigs because love to hear from you sometime soon. Um, awesome. Yeah, roll me that uh, persuade check. Uh, that's for high persuasion. Oh, that is a nine. Okay. Um, I think that you get a response back from, from Pops that is, like, I think that a lot of what you said is, like, obviously, it's very straightforward. And Pops is kind of a timid person who is, like, 
kind of a yeah they're they're kind of a um oh my god agoraphobic like they don't leave their their house their shop very much and so i think that you, the, the the response you get is over is overwhelmed sounding and you don't i think that the the trade-off here with the low um like the the low uh like check is that i think that the response is like oh my god oh my god oh my god but it's not a lot of like confirmations that the things you've asked him to do right. are going to get done it's just right. like a lot of stressing um and so i think but i think that like they got your message you they clearly understood what you were saying i think that it's more of like a like i just a, can't I, tell which of, parts he's gonna follow <laughs> you get a lot got of it. hyperventilating that's coming through the sending oh, spell back so poor guy okay uh well took care of my pieces in tin town cosmo let's see if you can't charm captain carlson into giving up everything she's ever worked for and completely betray <laughs> the empire <laughs> good luck yeah well thanks for that one um uh, actually i can do this i pat him on the shoulder and cast bless you can cast bless Let's I go. can cast bless. Let's At go. Level 14, what is a bless, yes, I can. What is a level bless? What is a level like? Uh, oh my gosh! What is a bless spell from Glynn sound like? What is this? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Is it bless or guidance? Hold on, hold on. I had one. Uh oh. D and D Beyond might be guidance. Hiding it from me. Is it not a quote? Wait. Hold. Maybe it is guidance. That's Either way, I want to know what this. You might have access to bless. I literally just had it. Uh, okay, so a Glenn version of Bless and or Guidance um, is going to look like... <laughs> it's going to be Glenn reaching towards Cosmo to, like, put a hand on his shoulder and saying a very nice thing, but Glenn has, like, the Stanley Kubrick, like, look through his, look through his eyebrows. He's also wearing the Raven Queen's... Uh, armor so his arm goes through a little bit of dim light and turns into a skeleton hand and then turns back into glenn's hand but the piece that's still in the dim light is skeleton so it it looks bad and like it's just like this bright purple energy hitting his shoulder and coming through him but it feels warm but to anyone who else saw it they're like did glenn just try to kill cosmo and that's that's my <laughs> okay. bless i love it so it is bless Sorry, yes, it's Bless. Yeah, yeah. I have it through a feat, so it's not actually just showing in my... Yeah, it oh. is Bless. So you have a D4 say, on the next check that you make. It's wild that you have Bless because it's only available for clerics and paladins. <laughs> so, that makes it attack is... Wait, hold on. Maybe I can't even... Because it's only attack rolls. It's, not it's attack rolls checks. and saving throws. It's not going to... Attack rolls and saves. I, I won't be... Oh, never mind. Won't even matter. Well, I still do it to you just to purely creep you the fuck out. <laughs> sure, <it> works. <laughs> Here's this just impotent spell just goes off and like it, um, he's 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 it's it's an, it's just a placebo. Like Cosmo, you're imbued with this power that you are unable to wield in this moment. Right, but feeling strangely encouraged and blessed. Mm -hmm. Feeling like you want to attack Carlson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, your uh, MCR just constantly yeah. in your head. Yeah, you were just woken up inside a little bit. Right. Uh, hashtag blissed. Um, let's see. We're reaching out to Captain Carlson. Constable Carlson. Constable. Constable. Yeah, don't want to offend her by calling her by her old title. Um, right. 
I guess I would just kind of start the conversation. Do do you want me to like send the message and then get a response? Yeah, so so uh, say what you're gonna say and then do the roll. And then your DC will, is this one is gonna be, depending on how you structure this, the DC is going to be a little bit fluid. So. Um, all right, all right. Yep. Let's see here. Right on, right on, right on. Um, okay, here we go. Captain Carl, Constable Carlson. This is, this is Cosmo uh, Stoneheart. Um, I have a strange request and, um, I know that you, I hope that you trust my allegiance in what is the best for Sakal and that you know that my heart is in the right place when I ask this. In the coming days there will be um, a need for Empire troops to likely be dispatched to areas within the region. My ask is is that maybe you avoid those messages. Maybe maybe you um, send them somewhere else. Somewhere safer. Miss the message. Who knows? But for the better of Sakal, I... I would just ask that you you stay out of this one. Things are not going to go well, and... I... am hoping to keep Tin Town and your best interest in mind, and... Yeah, if you have questions, ask, or if if you're in to help, let me know. Okay. Um, I love it. Uh, roll that. Uh, roll that persuasion. Okay. Who? Okay, we're good at these. We're good at these. We are good at these. You're a charming boy. We're going to use our lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're oh, going to lose God, our lucky luck. Time. I know, I know, I know, I know. Third uh, time the whole campaign. Probably. Come on, we need something a little bit higher. A little bit higher. Double digits. Yeah, that's a twenty-eight. Oh, Holy shit! Did you roll twenty? No, I rolled an eighteen. Okay. Okay. Was, um, Plus ten. Okay. Holy shit! I think that there is an unnerving silence for a bit, and I think that it's like it's like thirty seconds of silence. Like it is very. You, I think you guys are all just sitting there like in uncomfortable silence for uh, for about half a minute when you get a response from Carlson. And it is brief, but you just hear her. Cosmo, I have never met anyone that I would trust more than the three of you. 
I don't know what is coming. I don't, I've already seen in, there has been a massive increase in, in Imperial presence, uh, even in the, the previous month or so. I understand that to achieve the greater good sometimes, you can't always stick to those things that you have previously held dear. You have to be fluid. I think that this is this is one of those times. And um, she, uh, I think that there, like, there's just like another like period of silence, and then she goes, "Whatever we need to do, whatever you need to do, don't worry. We'll keep Tin Town safe." Oh shit! Oh shit! All right. Okay, Tin Town's Ooh. taken care of. <laughs> um, uh, Cosmo, you want to talk to Cedric or Breaking Branch next? <laughs> talk so, so um, I uh, I think that um, I, I think that, that we should what? leave. I think we should. Okay, I think we should leave a couple of these for um, for for next uh, for next session. I think that's so, a good idea. Um, for one thing. I completely forgot to do a break. We didn't do the giveaway. We'll do that at the end. But either way, I didn't way, even um, open it. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't? Okay, never mind. We'll do it next session. I for some reason thought it was it was open. Anyway, um, we'll do it. We'll do it next session. So, um, anyway, so we're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna do a little. Uh, a little prologue following your guys's calls with, um, with the denizens of Tin Town. I think that you see. You called them in succession. You called. You called uh, Regalia, you called Pops, and you called uh, and you called Constable Carlson. And I think that what we see is, we see the three of them stepping out into, like Pops peeking his head out of the door. You see Regalia stepping out of Madge's shop after talking to, after probably after talking to Madge, or even maybe before, like right after hearing from you guys. Um, and then you see Constable Carlson last, who steps out and is just looking out onto Tin Town as the sun is setting. And they're all looking at down into the center from different different tiers and different levels of the city. But they're all looking down onto the same thing. There is a huge army encampment uh, of Imperial soldiers that is just settled right into the center of the town, the lowest level right down where um, at basically the base of the, the Boulder Fist Mining Company's compound. And I think that as uh, as they all look out and they kind of oversee this, this encampment, um, I think they all just look, you know, look up and I think they see each other from kind of across this uh, city that they all know and love so much. And I think that in unison, I think the three of them just smile. And that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.